Hello guys, and welcome to the Hopelessly Animatic Podcast. This is the first episode of the Hopelessly Animatic Podcast, so I thought I'd put a disclaimer in the beginning just to help you understand a bit of what we're doing here. Uh, This is the first episode, it's titled Romantic Pilot, and things will change throughout the podcast as we change music and theme and stuff like that as we go through the podcast so i hope you guys understand that and uh maybe by the 10th episode we may have a constant flow where we're comfortable with and everything like that all right one other thing i'd like to say uh i wish a happy birthday a, a belated happy birthday to a friend who is probably listening to this right now and uh that is a friend named nikelia thank you for always supporting the button smashers and i hope you had a wonderful birthday on your birthday all right, so let's get into this, guys. Welcome, guys. You are now part of what the f- am I saying? Okay, I gotta. I'm so used to saying, "Hey, guys, welcome back to." Okay, so let's let me change this up. It's take second take. Take two for the welcoming intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be awkward, guys. Get ready. to our brand new show we are introducing today called Hopelessly Animanic. And yeah. Hi Q. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm should, I, to... should I do this again? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think the awkward silence in between of me actually trying to listen to here if I'm hearing my neighbors really loudly, which I am and it's killing me. I think that's kind of the... I think that's, that's good for podcasts and I think people like awkward. I think... Am I right? Do people yep. like awkward? People like awkward, so this awkward conversation right now is perfect. It's gold. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's, they're just sitting there being like, Oh, there's awkward in here. This is just what I wanted in my podcast. It's, <laughs> uh, it's awkward and authentic. I love it. Give me more. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Oh, wow. So, hi people. This is, um, this is Q. And uh, we are doing a podcast called Hopelessly Animatic, and it's so hopelessly animatic. God, oh, dude, it's how- so hopelessly animatic, you guys. You're gonna love it. We're gonna we're gonna have so much good content on here, and we're finally gonna get out all of our hopelessly romantic slash anime f- fetish is uh, loves whatever our, whatever you want to call it. We, I don't know what you, it, it has to be like our. Basically, we're gonna vicariously live our romance through anime and manga, and we're gonna share it with you. <laughs> and it's gonna be exactly. awkward, and you're gonna be like, "Why?" But you're gonna enjoy it anyway. It's 
It's gonna be awkward. That should totally be our tagline. It's gonna be the awkward, guys. Get ready. <laughs> that could be, be like, like the intro music. <laughs> it's gonna be awkward, guys. Then the music starts playing. <laughs> oh my! You know, yeah. honestly speaking, I think that works. I think that it really does, does work. <laughs> yes! Hooray for on-the-spot ideas. I love it! Oh, we're planning this podcast as we start. This is why this episode is called Romantic Pilot because we're just planning everything vicariously on the spot here because this is the first time we're podcasting this podcast together. Uh, we, we, we're actually podcast veterans because we've, we've done podcasts before. You know, like, like for example, I've done, I, I do a podcast called The Button Smashers Podcast, which is on its 90th episode. And Kiki Ooh. also does a podcast. So it's Kiki. Tell the people about your podcast. Well, um, well, my name is Kiki. I have recently, more commonly, been known as Kikachu. Um, but we currently do a podcast called The Snowcast, where me and my quotation mark twin uh, talk about all things nerdy, uh, whether it be video games, TV shows, cosplaying, all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah, we've uh, been doing that for a while, and we have a good time doing it. It's uh, It's been kind of on the sparsity side recently, um, just because Twinny's been dealing with some family issues, and I have been finishing up my college degree, so yeah, we're going to be uh, pretty much relaunching that probably this week. Yeah, you're not finishing up your college degree. You're doing splendid, firstly awesome. I mean, you're you're making honor rolls and stuff. I mean, like you know. Yes, uh, I guess. I mean, if you consider dean's list awesome, I mean. <sighs> so beautiful. It's like the dean is like, oh yes, I must put Kiki on my list. Oh, she's so awesome. <laughs> Adds to list. Yes, it's just their outline, and it's like only you on the list. Like no one else is on the dean's list. It's like perfect. No, it's yeah, just um, me, and oh. I'm just. It is what it is. I have accepted this. <laughs> okay, so how about we describe what this podcast is about for the people that don't know uh, what this podcast is about and would love to know what this podcast is about? Because, I mean, they're sitting here. I mean, of course, they're going to get some awkward. We're going to get talking about anime and stuff like that and manga about our vicariousness. But, like, is there anything else we should <laughs> add about it? You know, that that would be, like, explanative, really? I'm just making words up here because my... <laughs> My brain is not caught up to what we're doing just yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. Um, I, I guess we covered it pretty much, um, guys. So just a general summary of what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to be reading mangas and we're going to be watching animes. Um, more along the side of the romantic genre, but, you know, we're going to be open to all, all animes and mangas. So, um, But we're going to watch and we're going to read and we're going to talk about them. And as Q said, we're going to live our romantic fantasies and stuff through the animes and mangas that we enjoy and we're going to share them with you guys and um at the end of the episode we're going to talk about either the next anime or manga that we're going to read or in today's episode's case we're going to finish the anime and manga <laughs> we began um because neither of us got to finish our uh you know shows slash books for today but you know we're going to get this rolling and we're going to have a great time and we are definitely going to be open to suggestions so if you guys want to suggest mangas or animes please do send them all because I want them all send all the romantic stuff make sure that it's like super romantic and all that kind of stuff and there's like a lot if, of if, like yeah is possibly cheesy and sappy and tear jerking as possible I yes. want to read it give it to me 
<laughs> I'm 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 not gonna kid you. Like basically, you've just been saying a lot of things during the podcast so far. It's just like, um, got I've I've just been saying I'm in my mind. I don't know if my mind is like I've been told by a friend yesterday that uh, that I say I talk about shagging a lot on BSP, which is a lie. <laughs> I do not do that, and um. <laughs> And so it's like, I don't know, maybe it's because she said that to me, like, yesterday. She was like, oh, when I listen to BSP, oh, you always mention shagging. And because uh, I was saying that I'm so innocent. She's like, no, you're not. You're not innocent. And I'm now I'm thinking, like, my mind is not innocent because almost uh, everything you've said at the beginning of the podcast, my mind has, like, warped it or something. It's like, oh, God. Well, I mean, I guess it's something that we need to be aware of. I mean, with any good romance, there's bound to be some sexual tension and sex talk. So, I mean, I guess this is something that needs to be brought to our listeners' attention that at some point there will be uh, sex talk. So if you is something that is not comfortable with you, I mean, with romance, it's just part of the game. So, I mean, I guess it's just something to be wary of and cautious when reading or delving into the romantic genre of any type of fiction, whether it be manga, anime, television, movies, all of it. So I guess it's not something to stray away from. It's just something to be cautious about because not everybody's comfortable with it, as we are. Oh, yeah, we're totally <laughs> comfortable with this kind of stuff. I'm totally not sitting here feeling <laughs> yeah. all awkward and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just what we do. Oh, man. So, Kiki, which one do you think we should start first with? We have two. We have a manga and we have an anime and uh and we haven't came come up like actually decide which format we want to go with so uh which one should we go first should we go to anime first or should we go to manga first um i I guess we could because we were just talking about it before we started recording i guess we can start off with the manga first just because that's kind of where we started okay so no the thing is, is that i recommended the anime to kiki and she recommended the manga to me so what, I'm, what I guess you should do, Kiki, is explain what the, the manga is, and then we'll get into discussing the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I, I want to say is it's very funny how we both kind of recommended these stories to one another because they're very <laughs> similar. And I didn't realize it until I started watching the anime that we'll get to later, but when I recommended this manga... You know, I'm like, oh, it's this great story, blah, blah, blah. And then I start watching the anime, and I'm like, oh, my God, these are almost the same story. Just, <laughs> But we'll discuss that. And we um, didn't know it ahead of hand. It was just I more know. like spontaneously we were talking about about manga, and and then it just so happened that she recommended one. And I was like, oh, you need to watch my favorite anime. And it just basically happened that way. And it was like when yeah. I read the first chapter in the manga, it was just like, holy shit, this is the same thing. <laughs> it was the same thing for me. I was cracking up. So, like, the first episode of the anime, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's almost the same thing. I can't believe it. Great it's, minds alike. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's just, it's, it's just the literal, the plot is just the same. It's, it's just different character names and stuff like that, but it's, it's really much yeah. the same thing. <laughs> okay, so uh, the manga that we are reading currently is called Hanakimi. And uh, that translates to For You in Full Blossom. And it is by um, the artist known as Hisaya Nakajo. And I apologize for my terrible pronunciation. I'm not the best. But Hisaya Nakajo is the artist and the uh, writer, I guess, 
of this and and the general premise of the story is there is a girl who uh she's she's a uh, japanese and she was living in america and she found this japanese uh jump star or high jump star and she was so captivated by this guy that she dressed up as a boy to go to this school uh that is with him because he goes to an all boys school so she had to dress up as a boy so she could meet him so now she's kind of stuck in this uh triangle here because one of her friends there is convinced he's gay for her but really <laughs> really he's a, you know she's a girl so he's not really gay but this it's funny watching him struggle with this and she is you know in love with the high jump guy so it's like this unknowing st- love triangle and it it gets crazy and all these characters get involved and it's, it's a wonderful story and it's very it's cheesy but it's beautiful because of its cheesiness which makes me love it so i love it too I like the cheesiness i like how i like how how they're just so there's just so much you know there's a weird tension between them and i really have to say like sanu his character, he's so cool, quiet, kind of composed about how he moves and he does stuff around her. Like, you know, he's, he's he has this sort of older brother sort of vibe about him. Like, he's like, he pats her in the head and he pokes her, you know, in a sort of, like, distant sort of way. Mm-hmm. But then he does like her in another sort of way and it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. this is rather interesting. It is. It is. It's. It, I love their relationship. Like I, I love um, the, the blonde one is who we call him because he bleached his hair, but he's the one struggling with his sexuality because he thinks he's going gay because he likes her so much. But what he doesn't know is that she's actually a she. But he. Uh, that's Nikatsu. And I love his relationship with her, but I also love Sano's relationship with her because Sano is so gentle with her, but at the same time, like, he can't, he can't be, like, gentle in a, you know, you're a girl kind of way. He has to be gentle while, you know, little brother-esque, like, you know... It, it, it's, it, they have, like, so the, cute. I know, like, the dynamic between, you know, her and Sano and then her and the Katsu is so great because, like, it's two completely different type of relationships, but they're handled so well. Yeah. And they both care for her so much, and it's wonderful. And listen, the nice thing about it too is that their relationship with each other doesn't really seem to clash, at least as far as where I am in the manga, because Nikatsu is like, like Sano when something is going on, and like he's t- Sano's taking care of, of, you know, of Mizuki, like sometimes he'll play, like there's this chapter where uh, something is going on, and they get to school, and I think someone is, uh, I think what was going on, I believe, uh, I believe there's something going on with Mizuki, and there was a guy taking pictures of her. Yeah. And Sano's gonna deal with the situation, and and uh, and then out of nowhere, Nikatsu comes in, and he's Nikatsu is, is like he's there, and then Sano just basically tells him he's like, oh by the way, this guy's taking pictures of Mizuki. And he goes crazy, and he just grabs yes. the guy. I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I love that part. That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so it's so funny because they almost kind of bounce off of one another. Like we both care about her mm-hmm. so as you said he's like 
he's taking pictures of her and he just goes ballistic and he's like <laughs> just cr- going crazy and all this stuff so they just have a great dynamic and it's it's great um but i did compose some questions for you q and they are questions that do um you know they don't go too far into the story because we haven't finished it well you know we're gonna finish it um so i'll ask you the questions and you just tell me your honest answers okay okay i'm ready whenever you are all right so um we already kind of covered it but i'm gonna ask it anyway um so what is your initial reaction to hanakimi okay so my initial reaction at first now first things first i will say that hanakimi's art style were were not recommended by you i probably would have passed it because of the art style because of the fact that uh even though it's a a a romantic manga and the art style expresses that uh it's this isn't the art style that the manga has is one that I've, I've overlooked a lot of manga in this art style and strangely enough i have a lot of favorite manga that have this similar art style it's just that normally when i'm picking manga i tend to try to go for for art styles that are of a specific type of look i guess mm-hmm. and um if i had to to you know like give an example of a manga that has an art style that is that is you know the general art style i look for when i'm looking for manga it, it would have to be something along the lines of let's say one that's general that most people know i would say an art style similar to something like like naruto you see how the mm-hmm. naruto art style is just like it's a popular looking art style i think that's kind of the art style i look for granted uh, we're not talking about Naruto, and so I at first when you recommended me, I looked at us. I was like, oh, okay, let's see if I like this one. But this is that's the thing. I mean, this is that's just face value, and because I'd only seen, seen the cover actually. Because when you recommended it to me, I we were Google searching and stuff like that, and I saw the cover on my phone. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. And then I started reading. The cover is not exactly the same as the actual art side of the manga itself. Mm-hmm. And the the lines are a lot awesome and a lot more, you know. It's just it's the, a lot cuter in the manga, and that's the next thing too. Like when you look at the cover, everyone looks like like the characters look like like older sort of uh, you know realistic look. And then when you get into it, they get all chibi and stuff, and they get adorable, and you get like you get Mizuki's face warping into this little cute adorable you know thing and it's just so cute and adorable so for me my initial reaction was okay i'm not too sure i'm, I'm gonna like this but kiki's recommended it to me so let me try it and then mm-hmm. after reading the first chapter i was like holy crap kiki is is awesome and this is awesome and i'm like i like this i like this a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm glad um so you actually covered my next question which was uh what did you think of the artwork throughout the uh, for at least from what you've read because you know as any artist your artwork progresses the more you do it and everything yeah. so my uh, you know from what you've seen so far uh, you kind of covered it but if there's anything else you want to say what was you know your thoughts towards the artwork and everything well I guess as I said before it's something that I wasn't sure I would like at first and then after I just grew I loved it because it was just the cover had a look but then the artwork inside the manga is completely it's like it's completely different it's just so mm-hmm. it's so much more it switches and and i actually like romantic manga that have that art style that is a you know it, the characters don't stay one look like they don't have that one particular look and i think that's a nice thing about anime as well is that you know in manga is that most of the times they don't have that one particular look 
you know for example if mm-hmm. someone if you watch uh like teen titans and you know how like they're like all you know super cool looking and then when they're like messing around and stuff you see like little anime animated stuff happen and their faces warp and they become weird and it's funny and it's i mm-hmm. like that i like weird and funny stuff so so yeah hanakimi's art style is beautiful i love it good I, i'm glad because uh, <laughs> uh that honestly um this artist um you know in the beginning it, it was hard to get into her art style because all the characters kind of in the beginning i'm gonna say they all kind of blended together with the exception of like the color of their their hair so for me in the beginning i was like okay i mean like the story's there but i'm not really feeling the characters because like i said you could only really tell them apart by um their like the color and the shape of their hair but as the story progresses and the artist gets more comfortable in her characters like you really start to identify you know what makes you know Nakatsu different from Sano other than his hair and it becomes very delicate and very beautiful um and there's a lot of you know I'm going to talk about this later but she does a lot of short stories and some of her short comics are so beautiful and you know we'll get to that but I I have I've really grown to love this artist and I honestly I kind of look for her and other than Hanakimi she hasn't really uh, made other stuff but you know Hanakimi's been a success for her so I understand why <laughs> Hanakimi's amazing it's beautiful it is it, it is, is. Oh, good stuff <laughs> Okay, so what else? What other questions do we have? Um, So what did you think of the overall story? And by that, I mean, what about the believability? Um, Do you have any comments on that? Okay, so the overall story, the believability of of, of it, I I have to say, uh, because of the fact that, you know, the name of this podcast, Hopelessly Animatic, I I, I love romance and I live for it, uh, but I think romance is a lie in most cases because of the fact that it never really works out like it is in fiction. And so, you know, even though, like, for me, I love that it, I love the, the, the manga and I love the story and everything like that, I, I, I the believability of it, I, I want to say that I don't believe it could happen because of the fact that, that it's like, these things don't happen in real life. People just don't, <laughs> romance doesn't work out this nice and adorable and cute. It's, it's, it's messy and, and all over the place and it's not as, it's not as beautiful in, in, in some cases, in a lot of cases actually. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it's really complicated in real life. I think when it comes to like, you know, a story, fiction, it's like you just have a clear cut goal and it's not as complicated, not as convoluted. And then in real life, you have a lot of complications. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a lot more real, obviously, because it's real life. <laughs> but but I, I guess, you know, but with the story, I do like the story a lot, too. And I think this is the kind of story that works for, for you know, romantic novels and for romantic, just for romance on a whole. Because I think the whole point of romance in a novel or in an anime or in a, in a story format in fiction is to sell you on the romance. It's, it's the idealistic form of romance. No one wants realistic romance. At least most people don't want realistic romance. No one wants to watch the movie about the ghoul who goes out and the guy breaks her heart and then she ends up shagging her random friend and <laughs> and then the guy turns out that he's stalking her house or something and the cops arrest him and no one wants that. And at least no one who watches romantic, who wants a romantic movie wants that. They want, oh, they meet each other and it's so beautiful and 
they love each other and you can your heart is bleeding throughout the entire movie for all this beautiful romance of the entire manga and that's what Haneke means your heart is bleeding throughout and it's cute and adorable and and just amazing just you know the characters are just so they're so and I keep saying the word adorable because they just are you know they are you just have Sano who's like uh, yeah he has an older brother sort of persona when he's with Mizuki and that works that just works so well like he's just so adorable with her and then you have you have Nakatsu who's a he's how can I say Nakatsu is kind of he's like the crazy best friend kind of you know because yeah. he is crazy the dude's like a whack job he, he's all over the place <laughs> and he's so fun like his character is so fun because he's crazy like if you try to get rid of the crazy in him he'd not be as fun you know because he's exactly he's impulsive and he does stuff and he just show up at your house like something would happen let's say for example there's a loud noise he'd run to her room and stuff it's like okay it's, it's like, okay you know like that kind of stuff he's just that kind of weird kind of character Oh, yeah. and especially he's the fact so that he's fun. struggling with the whole thinking that he's gay thing and he's like I don't care inside his head <laughs> yeah there's like one panel he's like I don't care if I love her I love her and then the next he's like but no 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 I can't it's so great it's so hilarious <laughs> it's it's great I love the characters I love I love the stories oh <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Um, so my, you know, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, you know, believability-wise, it is, you know, it, it's very grandiose, so it's like, you know, it, it kind of takes, you know, this cute idea of, oh, this girl, she loves this guy, so she dresses as a boy so she can meet him, and it makes it absolutely adorable, so you're right, it is very unrealistic, but the biggest, thing, like, problem I had with it, and it's something so tiny, which, you know, it's like, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but it does to me, just because... I'm a screenwriter, so like I'm like, okay, I gotta think of every aspect. <laughs> but how does she get into this school? Like this is an all boys school, meaning no girls are allowed. So how does the school board actually let her in unless her dad is like super rich? And I don't know, like maybe I can't you know, again, I haven't completed the manga either. I've only read like half of it. And I don't remember if it is actually explained or not. I don't re- think it is. So not like I'm so left far. with this question. It's like Okay, somebody has to know she's a girl. She can't, like, you can't just be some random exchange student and get tossed into an all-boys school, like, regardless of your sex. Like, you have, like, they, you know, they want birth certificate and traveling and everything. It's like, somewhere along the line, someone has to know she's a girl. So how the hell did she get into this school? And she <laughs> you can't know what I mean? it all, either. That's the thing. It's not like you can say, okay, that's all. I'm going to make fraudulent documents of everything, and I'm, and I'm going to get into this school. It's just doesn't work that way that's not how real life works and i guess that's again it goes back to the whole fiction thing that will not happen in real life but in Mm -hmm. in a manga where it's fiction and stuff like oh sure that totally happens (laughs) so Mm -hmm. so, yeah that that is that is actually because she is in an all-boys school and i don't think the criteria for to get into the school is like oh you look like a boy okay get into the school you're fine yeah and and, you know even to the part where um you got to you know her brother's back and he wants to like he doesn't he is not aware that it's an all-boys school i don't think oh he is the brother oh he does school because that's um that's the thing that's when he decides he wants to take her home when he finds out that it's an all-boys school and he's like He's like, okay, I'm gonna take her home. But for me, I think that's also all realistic with the whole way he's treating the brothers, treating the situation. Like, he yeah. has to know his sister's rooming with a guy. 
Like, yeah. That's and a guy that she likes. That's the next yeah. thing. Too. She's rooming with a guy that she likes, and there's there's obviously. I mean, if she's rooming with a guy that she likes and he likes her, then there could be hanky panky, and he's an older brother, and your older brother says you're supposed to be against hanky panky with your little sister. You're gonna be like, nope, I don't want this happening. I don't care whatever if he's gonna do this thing to make her stay. I'm sorry, I'm. Uh, it's just not gonna work for me. He, yeah. She has to move out or something. I think that. Yeah. Would, that's I also I also felt the brother was a little unrealistic too because I was like, first of all, how are who are you to judge? Like, you know, if she should leave or not. If like her dad went through all this trouble to get her into the school, who are you to all of a sudden just be like, nope, nope, done, taking her home? Like he's the big brother. I, I get I get that, you know, I get the whole big brother syndrome and everything, but at the same time it's like your father put her here. So how are you gonna go against you know what I'm like, I guess that was my biggest I think, thing, but I think he's really like uh the brother seems like he's impulsive too. Like he really he really has a sort of a, a, a little sister complex with, with Mizuki because like for example when he when he comes and meets her at the hotel or wherever he meets her when he comes back and he's just He's like, oh my god, Mizuki, you cut your hair, and he picks her up, and they're like in public, and he's holding her in his arms, and he's like, she's up in the air, and she's so adorable, like, she's so cute, and, because he's holding her in, in, in his mm-hmm. arms, like, he's holding her like a kid, like, I kid you not, he's holding her like a baby, like, he, he has, his hand is scooped under her butt, and she's sitting in his arm, basically, and he's holding her like that, it's not, and it's just... And there's like everyone around them just staring like, okay, what the frack is going on here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, I think I think it's his little sister complex why he's so impulsive about her. But I still think he could be a bit more. Uh, he, he maybe he he try he should try a bit more and say like, hey, no, my sister is not even. I don't even care if you do whatever that jumping thing. I'm sorry, she's not staying. She's not staying and yeah. living in the same room with you at least, cause you're a dude. Yeah. You know so. Yeah, that, that yeah. is one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, next question, Q. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who is your current favorite character? Okay, now I've thought about this numerous times. I've been going back and forth in my head, and I've thought about it a lot. And I've been picking favorites. Like for one, I. I I want to pick one particular character, but like just I like so much of them. Like I really like Mizuki because mm-hmm. she's so adorbs. Like her adorableness is so cute. Like I just like how cute she is. Like I, I like like I like that she's this cute girl who has spunk in her. Like kind of willing to go after what she wants, kind of. And I like that. Mm-hmm. And I do like Natsuki, uh, like, um, na- uh, Nakatsuki, na- na- I mean, Nakatsuki, I'm so bad with pronouncing his name. I do like him as well because he's so all over the place, like, he's all over the place. I like Sano as well, but I have to say my favorite car- character is Omida, who's actually the, the, the gay doctor teacher. <laughs> yeah. He's my favorite character because he's, he's like, like, for example, I, I, I'm just going to pick a few things that he's done here like for example it's one part where she comes into his office and she needs help with something and out of nowhere he just trips into like a two-piece bikini or something and he's dancing with 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 maracas and stuff like that yeah. and i'm like what where did that come out of? and then he out of nowhere 
he starts putting back on a turtleneck and putting back on his clothes, and I'm like, and he, he continues, the thing is that he doesn't lose, he doesn't lose, you know, anything to what he's doing, like, he's continuing what he's saying during all the crazy that he's doing, and he continues it smoothly, Trans- he transitions perfectly, he's just that good yeah. character, and actually, I, while I was reading that, and I saw him doing that crazy shit, I was on Amazon ordering a turtleneck. So, yeah, <laughs> I like it so much, I want a turtleneck now. So, yeah, he is he is an over-the-top crazy teacher guy, and there's, like, one part where he's, like, in his office, and he has a boyfriend, and his boyfriend is there, and they're oh, kissing yeah. and stuff, and then the boyfriend's leaving, and the boyfriend is like, uh, I hope you don't go after this little, this little boy or whatever, have you, and then it's like, He's like, no, I wouldn't do such a thing, and it's it's, it's just hilarious. It's, it's, you guys need to read this stuff. I mean, sorry, he's yeah, he's the best character. He's all over the place. He's he's yeah. so flamboyant. Who's your favorite? See, I'm kind of in that same thing. Like, I love um, I love Sano and I love Nakatsu. I mean, Sano is I mean, out of the three, you know, primary characters, I'd probably have to pick Sano just because I do love the quiet type, you know? Uh-huh. He just kind of, like, has this mystery around him. But I, too, would have to say the doctor just because I love how he gives, like, a whole new meaning to, like, the whole mentor thing. Yeah. Because, like, in your classic anime or manga or any type of fiction story, for that matter, when when you think about the mentor, like, look, look at... um. Uh, Gandalf, we'll just say yeah. Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Like he's very wise, and although he's powerful, he's wise, and he's always like giving like the best like bit, you know, daddy advice and things like that. Um, but when you look at y- Yamita, who's the, <laughs> the damn doctor, he's like giving like the same advice, like helpful, like okay, you want him, we'll go get him and do this to do it. But at the same time, he's walking around in a bikini, and you know, he's dancing. Like, pretty much like you said, and, you know, again, I was thinking of the same scene where he has his boyfriend in there, and even though, like, his boyfriend was just, like, all over him, you know, he, uh, is still, like, giving her advice, and, you know, sometimes his advice isn't even the best advice, but he, you know, he, like, <laughs> he helps her all the time, like, this so far, she needed an outfit, and I think that's in the same scene, <laughs> and he's just, like, he's, like, do you expect me to just help you everything? And he's just kind of like, he kind of brushes off. And she's like, she's like, okay, well, fine, I'll leave. And he just pulls over. He's like, he's under, he, while she's talking, he's making a phone call. Like, while he, he just, he basically shot her down completely. He's like, he's, she's like, she needs help. And he's like, why the hell should I keep helping you and stuff like that? It's not, and, and then she, she basically is like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm so impulsive. I shouldn't have done this. I'm really, really sorry. And she's leaving. He's already on the phone while she's saying that, that number. And then he's like, where are you going? Yeah. And he's like, my sister's bringing over clothes for you. And I'm like, dude, you're just so... He's, he just does things. And it's awesome things. Yeah. He's just so good. He's such a good character. And he teases everyone. I like how he teases everyone. He teases his cousin. And, and he teases all the other guys at the school. Like, he'll say stuff that is like... He'd be like, oh, I didn't know you, you you became gay and stuff like that. And he's like, and he's so, like, he he just does things that is just, you know, he's crazy. I love him. He's, he's Yeah, he's great. He's an awesome character. <laughs> and I just think it's hilarious that he's a gay doctor. Like, that whole concept, and I, I'm not unfamiliar 
familiar with homosexuality. Like, I go to an art school, so there's a lot of people that identify with homosexuality. So it's not something that I'm against or, you know, it's just hilarious to me. He is a doctor who is gay, which, okay, that's fine. But then he's in an all-boys school, which I'm like, how did you get into an all-boys school? <laughs> and you're a gay doctor. It's like, it's like he purposely planned that to just be able to, like, you know... Oh my god, so perverted. He's doing stuff to the boys at the school. I just thought about it, Dad. Oh yeah, my gosh. Like, he, could, <laughs> he could be, and they don't even know. Or, like, they come in, like, oh, doctor, my tummy hurts. He's like, well, He's like, let's take off all your clothes. Take off all your clothes. <laughs> let's take a look. It's like someone comes and like, my pinky, it's hurting. I, I got stuck with a needle. And he's like, okay, take all your clothes off. Yes, that's that's what you need to do. Just take it all off. It's why, just why a pinky. Do I need to take... <laughs> doctor, it's just my pinky. Why do I need to take my pants off? Because I said so. I need to give you a thorough examination to make sure you don't have poisoning or anything. It's like... Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, that's that's that is exactly what I what, what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is that's totally what it is. It's so it's so. God. So true. Oh, okay. Wow. You see, this is what I'm talking about. You opened my mind up to all sorts of messed up things. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I'm a terrible influence. It's okay. I've accepted this. I've moved on from it. Shall we? Ah, it's beautiful. Don't worry. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my final question for you, Q, is how do you think the story will progress or where do you think the story will go? Okay. Now, I'm going based on Oran High School Host Club. Oh, I'm just going based on other romance as well. And this is where I am at right now. I think... I Well, I think she's going to stay... No, the thing is, is that one, most of the time with romantic manga, the person who the person is pursuing throughout the entire manga is probably not the person that they end up with. And that is that is the thing that is a very practical thing. Most of the time it just happens that way. But because of the style of Hanakimi, I think she is going to end up with Sano. No matter, I think there's going to be points in time where she's it's going to be like she's leaning to other characters. But she's always going to just find her way back to Sano. So I think I think that's how it's going to go. I think Mizuki's just going to end up with Sano. I think that's the thing. I think they're going to have points where she's probably going to leave the apart with their, their room, the dorm or whatever have you. I think they're going to probably have a huge falling out and she's going to leave. And then she's gonna come back, or maybe they're gonna meet back up, or whatever have you. And I, I think it's probably gonna even progress in out, you know, far past their school years. You know, like it's gonna, it's starting off while they're in school. And I think it's gonna progress to them not being in school together anymore, maybe in adult life or whatever have you. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna progress too. But who knows? I, I, but as far as I'm concerned, I think, I think it's gonna be. I think, I think pretty soon too. I think, um, I think, you know. What's his name? The the flamboyant one who's crazy and thinks he's gay for her. Uh, Nikatsu. <laughs> I think Nikatsu's gonna find out. I think I think he's gonna find out not too soon. I don't want him to find out soon because I love how he's he's like fighting the urges of, in his head of if he's gay. But <laughs> I think he's gonna find out because it seems like a lot of other characters are figuring it out. Like they're not saying anything, but it's like things are happening. And they're like, it's, it's like, you know, in Oran High School Host Club when like everyone were, when they all was in a, you know, when they were all figuring out that, you know, the main character, one of the main characters was a girl and it was like one by one they were finding out. I think in a similar fashion, I think, the, I'm, I think they're just finding out but they're not saying anything. I think it's a yeah. silent understanding that she is a girl. 
but they're not gonna say anything about it. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's the thing, you know. Especially like with Sanu, he found out he had proof. I mean, he walked in her in the shower, so he was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> yeah, and he actually felt her little boobies too when he was holding her. He's like, "Oh oh oh shit, she is tits." <laughs> oh my god. I, I oh would lie if I, if I was Sanu, I'd be like, "Yes, best roommate ever." It's <laughs> just like, "Yep." This is what I'm talking about. And he's Sano's a he's a drunk kisser, so like when he gets drunk, he go he kisses people. And mm-hmm. there's actually one part in, in it where I'm reading and he kisses her and it's like cause mm-hmm. he's drunk because he he thinks he's gonna drink water and he he downs a whole glass of of whatever they're drinking alcohol. And he just basically turns to her and you know he he basically she's sitting against a wall like she's propped against a wall and he just he just comes over her and he kisses uh, her and she's yeah. like staring at him and she's like and then she punches him in the eye and you know she runs off and runs through the whole of the building screaming and yeah. he passes out and the next day he wakes up and they're like trying to figure out like what it happened like why yeah. <laughs> and he th- it, it's actually it turns out that um that, that Katsu thinks that he and Sano were kissing like Sano kissed him because you know his, something's wrong with his lips but it's actually something he was eating so yeah it's just <laughs> yeah. so hilarious that's how it all unfolds in like one after it's like it, it's like basically uh what do you call this thing it's um it's like a, a a butterfly effect, you know, one crazy yeah. thing into another. It's just all happening together, oh, and it's okay. her first kiss too. And she always goes to the dog. She always goes to the dog and sits with him and tells him about the stuff. You know, he's, she's like, she's like, oh, it's her first kiss, and he took it, and it's like, ah, oh, she's all over the place, and she doesn't know how she could be around him anymore. And right? the, the thing about Sano that I like about him too is that every time something goes on with with her, with 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 Mizuki, he knows about it, like. He would come and silently listen to her conversation, which he's kind of stalkerish. But he'd come and he'd listen to her talking to the dog, and he'd know exactly what's wrong, and he just won't say anything. He'd just keep it to himself. He'll he'll let her feel comfortable about it and let yeah. it go on. But really and truly, he knows everything. He knows she's a girl. He knows she likes him. He knows all these things, and he just kind of keeps it to himself. But he internally, he's also struggling with his own emotions with as with regards to her because, you know, sometimes he's sitting there and he's like, "Oh my God, she's so cute," and he's like, oh, I, I wonder if I should tell her that I know." Ah, oh, but I don't, I don't think so. Whatever is wrong and all that kind of stuff, and he's he's yeah. struggling with his own internal struggles for her, for his his emotions towards her, you know. But it's nice. I like that. I like the fact that he's also struggling, but he's he stays the whole strong, silent type with, with it yeah. all the way. <laughs> See, that's why I admire him so much because like he knows all of this, but at the same time, he's like, you know, I'm gonna let her tell me when she wants, and then, and then I think I think it's gonna be awesome. Like at the end of it, you know, she's he's just gonna be like, I knew, and, he, and she'll be like, what? Why didn't you say anything? He's like, well, I wanted you to tell me, and it'll be awesome, and it's gonna be sweet and cute and. I always knew. I always knew you were a girl. And I always knew you loved me. And she'll be like, oh my god. We love each other. And it's gonna be perfect. And it's gonna have roses and stuff. It's gonna be beautiful. That's how romance works, guys. This is how it really happens, yeah. Yep, this is how it should happen anyway. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, if all romance was like that, I mean, like, what would we. We'd just have perfect lives. We'd all just get up in the morning and be like, oh. We love each other, and it just works. 
And it would just be perfect. And it just works. And it just works. You just get up and say, you know, you just like, I, I think, honestly speaking, I just get a little real life into this. I think, I think a lot of times, though, if, if people, human beings are a lot more, I think if we were a lot more, you know, not just romantic, but also, like, if we were unable to lie to each other. I mean, lying does add a bit of mystery and it does make things uh, interesting. I don't mean like lying, like telling a, a, t- a tall tale to someone that you care about that is bad. I mean like, you know, not ex- not basically putting everything out there and they want, you know, basically keeping a little mystery in between. It's nice, especially for relationships. It's, it's really nice. Uh, uh, but I think, uh, I think in some cases, I think you know a lot of cases it would be nice if people were just like open with their emotions and stuff like that and you know like someone just comes mm-hmm. in and say hey i really like you and the other person right? is like yeah i really like you too and it just it just works i think i think that is just you know and it, it happens you know in manga i mean it happens over a course of a few chapters and you get a lot of you know in other stuff going on in between but it, you don't have that in real life a lot of times it's like it's just so fictional and so unrealistic like I know a lot of people who struggle with you know things in their relationships I've struggled with stuff in relationships and mm-hmm. you know a lot of times it's just simple misunderstanding like you know you have simple things that you, you just don't like you know you just don't know how you're going to tell this person like for me honestly speaking it is a lot of times like I may have someone that I like and I'm like, I wonder if I should tell them I like them. This is going to make things weird. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to say anything. And, you know, it's it's just like that. Like, you know, these times, yep. like I was telling Kiki before that, you know, every time I get in a relationship, out of nowhere, some random friend is going to come and say, Holy Q, I, I really like you. And uh, and it's mostly in most cases and not it's someone who I like and uh, you know but I just said you know maybe this is not going to work because of our relationship we have right now or our friendship and then it turns out that that's not the case after I get in a relationship and I think I think that's the thing like you know in manga you don't really have that as often when romantic manga mm-hmm. but in real life it's like ah, we could say we could learn from our manga we could learn a bit we could. Yeah. That's that's a good quote. We should we should tag that as well. We could learn we could learn from our manga. <laughs> oh, we could learn from our manga. That's beautiful. Oh, right? I love it. <laughs> yep. So that's two taglines from our first episode. This is going great. This is going perfect. I have to say, I'm still feeling awkward, but I, it's going perfect. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. It's gonna get awkward. We knew this. We, we knew, knew this was gonna happen. Oh, so man. we're okay. Okay. But um, yeah, that's all the questions I had for you, Q. Um, you answered all of them, so yeah. Okay, great. That was beautiful. Oh my god, listeners, you're hearing a lot of noise in the background. I do apologize for that. It is about six p.m. here in Trinidad and Tobago, and my neighbors happen to not have inside voices. If you listen to the Button Smashers podcast, you of course know this, and they are very loud and. Uh, some of it may end up in the podcast we do apologize hopefully mm-hmm. i can find a way to avoid this on another occasion maybe i i get a laptop next time and go to another room and do this <laughs> <laughs> but yes more or less uh, we've reached the midpoint of our podcast and so let's take a short break and we'll continue on with the second half after this uh remember if you wish to you know to make sure that you don't miss any of these episodes of this podcast make sure you subscribe to us 
on iTunes or whatever podcast app is available. The podcast is not yet on iTunes yet because this is our first recording. And so I'm hoping the first episode may not be available on iTunes. But uh, trust me, after the first episode, it's going to be on iTunes. So because oh, it yes. takes a, a while for iTunes to credit your podcast. And we can't submit the podcast until we have at least one episode. So we're gonna we're, you once it on once it's on it you can subscribe and make sure you follow it so that you don't miss any of the beautiful episodes of hopelessly animatic uh. sorry about that voice crack oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Karaoke episode. There must be a karaoke episode in between somewhere. Where we're we're doing it. How will we do a karaoke episode? Kiki, don't worry about the logistics. We'll find some way to make this work. It will just work that way. It will be a karaoke episode, and people will know, and they will understand the karaokeiness of the karaoke, and we will find a way to make it work. Don't worry about it. And because of the fact that this is so spontaneously, and I happen to have spontaneously put you into spontaneous list, <laughs> in between the, on our break, we are back to the podcast, listeners. We're back with the, you know, the hopelessly <laughs> animatic spontaneousness. And so this is all a part of my greater plan that I did not plan because, you know, I didn't plan. The, the, you know, oh my god, I'm so bad with good? this. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, I'm not. I'm not good. I'm failing here. I feel like my words are all broken and wrong, and I'm not. I'm not sure how this is gonna work. And and the people are You're judging me. They are like, damn you, Q. Why are you so? You've been podcasting for 90 episodes of a podcast. And you're getting everything wrong. It's like, yes, I know, right? It's just like I'm a horrible person. It's okay. You're just getting caught up in the romance. It's all good. I'm good. We'll excuse you this time, I promise. Right now, I'm like, I'm like, uh, not, uh, like Nakatsu. I'm struggling with my emotions inside. It's just like, it's just like, because, well, like, you can't read my emotions on the page. It's just all coming out of my voice. You're hearing it all. Hmm. It's, that's exactly what it is like. Ooh, that'd actually be pretty cool though. If like you could hear someone, you know, arguing with themselves on the inside, and you're just like, ooh, mind reading powers. We need that. That is a thing. We, I want that mind reading powers. That is definitely powers. a thing. That's gonna be awesome. Ooh, that actually make relationships so much easier. I could get to know every chick that likes me. I just sit there and be like, oh, you like me, don't you? Okay. And you want me to approach you in this fashion? I should come <laughs> with a rose, mm-hmm, with chocolates. Okay, that sounds good. And I'll come with rose and chocolates, and it will work. It would just, just work. Okay, let's get out of that, and let's get into the second <laughs> half of actually what we're talking about. And so we're talking about our own high school host club. This is the, the anime that I suggested to Kiki, and so I'm gonna just elaborate as to what our own high school host club is. Our own high school host club is awesome. That's it. Nothing else to explain. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <Nothing not> <laughs> I can't. Oh, our high school school is very similar so, to Hanakimi. I was gonna say, how? Tell us how it's similar to Hanakimi. It is it, because of the fact that 
the main character are in High School Host Club, whose name is Haruhi Fujioka, and she is, Haruhi is a, is a girl, and Haruhi, Haruhi, you know, goes to a school that is not a whole boys school, it's not an all boys school, but she goes to a school with, with both male and female, and what happened is that this transfer student is in the school, and transfer student looks like a guy, and walks into this room to study, because the, tran- the transfer student is, I'm going to use proper terms that I use in Oran High School Host Club, this, this transfer student is a commoner, and and so as a commoner, the commoner has to has earned her rights to get into the school, and so the commoner doesn't doesn't actually, you know, the commoner has to keep commoner grades up so that the commoner can stay in the school, and and, and so what happens is that she goes into a room where she's like, um, she thinks it's it's a library, and she goes into this library to study, and as she opens the door, you get. Hello, welcome to the host club. And they're like all these guys in there being all of you know like what's the right word for it? They're like being all women eye candy like and mm-hmm. and then as they get into the room, one of the guy the guys all they're like, Oh, this is a transfer student and they're so they have a way about themselves like they're so flirtatious because that's kind of what they do we run a host club and so they flirt with people they flirt with girls and so one of the guys the the leader of the host club he comes and he approaches said commoner and he 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 gets physical with the commoner and the commoner backs away knocking down a vase that's very expensive and like at the beginning of it we knew the vase was gonna get knocked down there was an arrow point into it so we knew something was gonna happen with that thing and the, to pay back for the vase for the vase they decided okay she's gonna stay in their host club and work off the the vase money as as a host in the host club because they're like we don't have a we don't have a type your type of guy here yet because at that point they still think it's a guy and so mm-hmm. they're like, you're going to work it off. But the thing is, is that during that episode, I don't know if you know this, Kiki, but do you notice the light bulbs? No, I don't. Okay, we need to rewatch that episode. There's a part in the episode where every time one person figures out that Haruhi's a girl, a light bulb goes off. Like, you see a light light. There's a light bulb that just lights. It comes out of nowhere. It's like a light bulb in darkness. You just see the light goes on and at the end of it the last light that comes on is Tamaki's light and then it spells out you just see a bunch of lights light up and it spells out ghoul oh it's I'm gonna so have to rewatch this I didn't know this the first time so don't worry about it I saw it the second time I'm like holy shit this is so funny because you would see the first one of the hosts who figures out she's a ghoul and, and you can probably guess who figures it out first and you see everyone figures it out before him. Tamaki's the last to find out and he has to see to figure it out. It's like no one else knew. Everyone else figured it out and they're like, oh, it's a girl. But they say nothing. Just like like uh, like Sanu does. They say nothing. They just all they all keep it to themselves. And that that way Tamaki figures out it's his expression when he figures it out because he walks in on her changing and he's like, How are you a girl? 
And she's like, yeah, and she's so like, um... Nonchalant. Yeah, she's, she's just like, uh, yeah. She's like, so like, like, it's so... Oh, and a dude just walked in on you, and she's like, yeah, and he's talking to her like, you know, he's like, you're supposed to scream, you're supposed to... I mean, she's like, I don't really care, kind of, that's kind of how she's, go how she's going about it. And he just, he has his hand on his face and he's blushing like hell and he like backs out of the room, you know, and he's like, he's a girl and he's in his head, he's like all over the place. Uh, that was like, that is like the best scene ever, one of the best scenes at least for me, it's like, was that scene when, when she, he, when he spawned out that she was a goo. Oh, uh, but yes, Orin High School is good, beautiful stuff. Alright, so Kiki. That's the yeah. that's the basic breakdown <laughs> of it. Now we get into the questions I have for you. Of course, I made sure to get tough questions because I'm a tough person, and no, don't take my soft, mushy, liking romance side to think that I'm not a tough person. I'm really tough and stuff like that. Ultra manly, mucho. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, just remember, I haven't finished the show either. I know. So, just like you haven't been... So there might be... So, I mean, one of your questions, I already could tell you. I'm not sure which one, which character you're referring to, but we'll get there. Okay, 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 okay. I, I'll be able to... What I'll do, I'll be able to hint to the character. So if you are not there yet, you won't know who it is. And I won't spoil it for you. Okay, so I'm going to start with the first question. Who's your favorite character and why? So, this is actually a tough one to answer because... <laughs> I, I'm stuck between two, well, one of them is actually two characters, I think you know who I'm talking about, and the mm -hmm. other one is... <laughs> <laughs> so, I really like the twins, and their names are Hikaru and Karu? Yes, I can't pronounce the last Hikaru name, so can... and, and Karu, the Hitachi brothers. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're awesome. so, I absolutely love them. Like, I think he is wonderful both of them are so funny they <laughs> and i love how they consistently call tamaki a pervert like they a pervert throughout almost the entire show and i'm like oh my god i love them but i also love that they're so they're they're like nakatsu um from hanakimi they're very um protective protective so like as soon as it, like they then when they were on the beach and those two guys were trying to beat up um uh how do you pronounce her name how do he how do he okay thank you um they just start beating up the two guys yeah. and they're like I thought, I thought they were gonna beat him to death and i'm like <laughs> i thought they couldn't even fight because they're all pretty boys like to me i was like pretty boys can't fight they can bloody well fight <laughs> and, and they were just whooping on these two dudes and i am just laughing and I just think they're overall hilarious, and I just love, like, usually when it comes to twins and, like, mangas and animes, I always think it's so annoying, like, when they always say, like, the same thing, and, like, they pretty much act the same, but for some reason, I love these twins, and I think it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious when they go all pretty boy on each other, so, like, they'll be, like, holding each other's face, and like, you're absolutely beautiful, and everything about you is wonderful, and then the girls are just like, oh, they're so pretty! It's so funny! <laughs> and they're like it's almost like oh my god are they gonna kiss are these two brothers gonna kiss and then they're like no of course they're not and it's like oh my god 
and they tease the girl so much like there's this one time where he's like oh he's like he's like hikaru we're gonna ha- i'm gonna have to am i gonna have to punish you again he's like oh you don't tell anyone he's like and they're like oh this is so they're adorable they are adorable they are. characters they're just they're just they're not the most adorable characters in the show though. at least for me they're not the most adorable there's someone else in that show that is probably not the favorite like everyone in it in is, is awesome but it's one of the hosts who is literally his character is supposed to be adorable i think you know what i'm talking about yes the little kid honey nezuki honey nezuka honey is so cute he is like he's he's a he's an older guy who looks like a baby like a not like he a does. baby baby he looks like a like a kid and he milks it and the thing is is that like he isn't he he basically can be an adult like he can he can put on his whole professional persona and be this really adult guy but more or less he's he just he's so adorable that he throws himself at the girls and he's he's as old as they are so you have this little boy ruling around in these girls laps and stuff like that and it's like oh my god you know like you know he's an adult he's an older boy and he's just milking it and he's always he likes candy and he has usa chan oh usa chan i want an usa chan plushie for my bed just to have it <laughs> you know just to have see, an usa chan see i disagree i don't really like honey i don't know what it, i think it's because he's like over the top when it comes to like how childish he is <laughs> And like I and I told and I totally get it. Like that's what he's doing to like you know get these girls to like buy him and everything. And I, I totally understand that. But at the same time, like oh my god, just shut up, dude! Like your voice is just piercing into my skull. But then you have like how adorable the twins are and like how like they're beautiful, but and they're cute. So I'm like, I, I think it's just because Honey is like over the top for me. I'm like, dude, you're like four foot tall. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> oh, I like Honey. I like him. He's not my favorite character, of course, but I like Honey because he's a, uh, because like I don't know if you've reached this episode. Have you reached the episode where they, they some they did something to Usa Chan while Honey was sleeping? Did you reach that episode? Mm, I don't think so. The last episode I watched, um, they were at the her dad's house. So you haven't seen Tamaki's uh, Teddy. No. Okay, good. You haven't reached what I'm talking about, so I'm not even gonna go there. But my okay. favorite character is Tamaki. Tamaki Su is my favorite character. He's my favorite character. He's. I'm saying it again, he's my favorite character. I really like Tamaki because of the fact that he's a total gentleman, even though he's he's a flirtatious, uh, pretty boy, and uh, he knows it and he flaunts it, and he's the he's the founder of the for the host club. And I really, you know, Tamaki's the princely type because each of them have a persona. He's the prince type. And he is, he just, he works it. But the thing is that he's just, like Sanu from, uh, from Hanakimi, he, he's so overly, pro- he's like, he's overly protective of Haruhi. But the thing is, is that when he's, he'll be, it's like, he's a mixture of Sanu and Nakatsu. He's like both mm-hmm. of them in one, because he does the whole crazy, you know, Nakatsu thing. And then sometimes he's just so subtle, like he will know certain things and he will just stay silent about it. And he will, he'll, he'll protect her. Like the time when, when they met at first, for the first time, when her wallet was thrown in the water after they met. And he just got down 
into the pool and this was probably the mo- one of the most what do you call one of the most cliched lines in the entire thing and it's so adorable i love it so much where she's fishing for her wallet in the water and he comes in and and he pulls up his pants and he starts searching for it for searching for it with her and she's like you don't have to get in here and he's like he's like no i was like i'll help you look for it and he's like because they're always telling me i'm dripping with good looks and i'm like oh my god you gotta be kidding me but i like it i like it a mm-hmm. lot but he's such a nice guy he's such a really nice guy but he he tries to smother harry and it's just too hilarious when he he's just beating him okay yeah he's great i i he, he it was between the twins and him for my favorite character because of like all of you are just so adorable stop it yes they're such great characters i like i i'm honestly speaking i love all of them like like if if, it, if i didn't have to choose a favorite i love all of them i love every single host of host club <laughs> and and they're just so cool i mean if i had to pick a second favorite i, I gotta pick two obviously it'd be harry she's it has to be Haruhi and and uh, and Tamiki because of how they are together. Like Haruhi mm-hmm. is the sort of the she's she doesn't really care about her appearance. She doesn't really care about stuff, and she's uh, she focuses on work and school, and and she's um she's just so cute with him. Like he when he he's just like he tries like when he when he gives her sweets and stuff. Like he's giving her like for example when she got like like you know really fancy stuff and she's like she gets all adorable and her face gets all chibi and she's so cute and enjoying it and he's like oh you can have all of my candy and stuff like you can have all of my stuff and i'm like oh man and she's so cute so yes our yeah. in high school club guys uh, we've gotten to the second question and uh, you can tell i'm <laughs> losing it uh okay so favorite episode so far what is your favorite episode so far I would have to say where, um, I think it's not when, yes, it is when they were at the beach and that night there's a thunderstorm. Ooh. So that's definitely my favorite episode so far. And it's because they kind of have this contest about who can find out, you know, her weakness. And, and, uh, and no one actually like legitimately wins because like, uh, Tamaki kind of found out by accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think it it gave, like this episode gave, blah, 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 blah. this episode <laughs> gave great arc for every character. You know, for her, she understands that you know appearances and everything. Sometimes, like, you have to be aware of you know your physical limitations, regardless if you're male or a female. Mm-hmm. So like she kind of comes into terms where you know she can't be standoffish all the time. Sometimes you do have to let other people help you. Tamaki understands now that the type of person she is, she is very in, she's very independent because that's how she was raised, you know. And then um, who? What was Kiyoya the guy? Odori. Yeah, who was like he, he, he's. Ta- he's like she's like i know you're not gonna do anything <laughs> he's like huh very interesting like he gets in like like he is then te- like he has this great moment where you're like this whole time he's very like sophisticated and he's very like 
you know, he's very about numbers. And then there's this, this split moment where he lets kind of like he breaks I, character. I, yeah, he breaks his character. But I, you know, it's like, is he doing it to make her realize, or is he actually doing it because like he has wants and needs to, and maybe he does actually have feel for her. You know, like there's so much going on. It's just like, ah, I love it all. It's just so that's like that's a great episode. I love it when um that's actually I think one of the first times you actually get to see Kyria uh break character. I think it's in the show I think Kyria breaks character probably about twice. Mm-hmm. I think I think one time when they go to a mall he breaks character again. I don't know if you've seen that episode yet. Have you? No, not the mall one. Okay, then I'm not even gonna elaborate on that. But he he's gonna break character <laughs> a second time. So you, you and this time when he does break character, oh, your your mind is gonna explode. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I love that. I love when my mind explodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's really good. Ooh, now you're making me think. You're making me think my favorite episode. But I would have to say one of my favorite episodes. If not, my favorite episode would have to be. It would have to be the episode that I, I hinted at at the beginning that I can't tell you about, so I can't actually elaborate about it. It, it involves Tamaki's Teddy. Uh, and uh, I think that that one is, is my, one of my favorites because it's adorable and it's funny and it's hilarious and all that kind of stuff. I uh-huh. mean, if I had to go on, on not the funniness, but the fact that I, I love the, the, how they're hilarious, it would have to be the first episode because of the fact that that's how they find out how he's a ghoul. And, uh, and during that episode, it's just... You know, it's it's such a that episode kind of encapsulates everything that Orange High School Scrub is in one episode, and I think that's kind of maybe why the first episode is probably the best in my book. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but then there are so many great ones. There's when they met her dad, and that's actually yes. good. They go to. The, I like how the dad comes into the room, and <laughs> Tamaki ends up in an awkward situation with Harry, and he just walks in. And he just, he basically just walks into the room and it's just like, BAM! Tamaki's face is in a wall. It's like, literally. It's like, he he walks in the room and Tamaki happens to have slipped and is over his daughter. Yep. And oh, he just God. walks in and he's like, sir, I'm really sorry. And he's begging and he just, he's like, how are you, honey? And he, the dad is walking in being all like in character. And as he gets close, he just smacks Tamaki across the room into a wall. <laughs> and it's just so hilarious. So good. Oh, yeah. Good love stuff. that episode. Oh, man. It's really good. Okay. So, this question. Uh, what yeah. do you think of Nakazawa Senpai? And I think this is the one you said you're not sure about because you're not sure yes. you know who Nakazawa Senpai is. Uh, do you know who Belzmet is? Belzmet uh, the Cursed Doll. The first doll? Cursed Doll. It's a hand puppet. No. Have I not met they him yet? They haven't reached there yet? With Balsamet, the cursed doll, there's a a little cat doll with a, that's on someone's hand and it's black and and a guy comes on and he wears a hood. No, I ha- I don't think I've seen him yet. Damn it. Oh my god, no! I wanted to see Nakazawa Senpai. I, honestly though, I think it is like the next episode because like I... Because so, I watched the episode with the dad, and then, like, you know how Netflix will just start playing? Well, uh-huh. when the episode with the dad finished, I, like, got up and I went to start making food. And I was like, okay, well, I have to start... I had to, like, do something. I don't remember what it was. And then when I came back in, I see... Because he's blonde, isn't he? He is. Because I remember seeing another blonde character, and I was like, I don't want to get 
put anything away, so I hit the button. So oh, I think I'm like shit. right on that episode. You are on that episode because he is the only other blonde character that makes an appearance in the show. Um, okay, then it's him. You've gotten to the well. Now you, I, I wanted you. I can't ask you this question, uh, but <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you another question. I'm gonna come up with one on on the spot here. Um, Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Come up with a question on the spot. Um, who do you think Harry's gonna end up with in the end? I really oh, think she's you... gonna end up with Tamaki. You think Tama? I, okay. So I, 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 I think so. Just because, like, their relationship, you know, it, it's starting to finally develop, which is what I've been waiting for. Like, they're finally like. <laughs> He realizes she's a female, and it's like it's obvious that he likes her. Like, it's obvious, but he she isn't just giving into it. It's she has this very like tough like persona, uh-huh. but she's finally starting to lighten up, and it's only with him right now, which is what I love. Um, <laughs> and and I feel like she doesn't really fit with any of the other guys. Like, it if she were to be with any of the other guys, it would definitely be either Tamaki or. Um, the, the the creepy one that got on top she of her. It would, yeah, I, that's actually that's the same thing I I believe when I was watching it the first time. It was to me it was just either Tama or Kyoya because Kyoya is a uh, he understands her. And I think that's that's kind of what you, you can kind of say like okay Kyoya understands um Haruhi and she and Kyoya they kind of grew a bond with each other especially in that one episode that I hinted at. It, you know. She goes. She gets the group a bond with with Kira, but you're correct. He she does actually get to know and care about Tamaki more than the other guys first because they don't explore her relationship with other guys until a bit further into the animation. So you're not gonna get to know what the other guys think of her like in that kind of sense until a bit further in. But they all, they, I would say like to just you know they all like her. Not in probably not in the, to the same extent as Tamaki. I mean, Tamaki's like crazy about her. Tamaki calls her. He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, let Daddy save you, let Daddy protect you. He calls himself Daddy. Oh, I'm like, so oh my God. Funny that, he call, that he that he refers to himself as Daddy. I'm just like, oh my God, you're hilarious. <laughs> so like, do you did uh, you you've had the scene when they were playing hide and seek, right? Have you seen? Uh, they were playing hide and seek. Did you did, did that one go I by? I don't think I saw it. Or if I did, I don't remember where where. Oh, my it, God. I don't even know where I'm at. And now I'm 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 not even sure because where you are, I'm not sure which episodes come before which ones. Oh my God! There's an episode where they play hide and seek, and it's so adorbs. Uh, oh my God! I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, this is really really good. Okay, let's not say anymore. Let's go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> next question is. Which character did you ship? Well, this actually answers. This is the question because the character you shipped in our high school club, you're shipping Tamaki with with Haruhi. So that's kind yeah. of the answer to that question. Okay, so would you recommend our high school club to our listeners? Yes, I would definitely recommend it because even if you're not into the whole romance thing, you can definitely be into the comedy of this uh, <laughs> anime. It's it's hilarious. If if romance isn't your thing, okay, fine. But the comedy in this anime is fantastic. Like how they, you know, the twins are by far the funniest character <laughs> in my. Like the way they interact with Tamaki and call him a pervert and everything. Oh my god, I love it, and they're so. Funny. I, I, I honestly could watch the entire show just for the twins. 
don't worry trust me there's an episode completely dedicated to them that you're gonna love i, I i'm just picturing it in my head and i'm picturing you watching this episode and being like oh my god it says well it's actually about two episodes completely dedicated to them uh, that are just really really great Ooh, there's something i was curious about when you saw the scene where then i know you had to see this one because this is like in the first episode where they sent her to get coffee and they were like tamaki said well go get coffee uh he called her little piglet i think he think he was saying come on little piglet go get some coffee and he was he was sending her out for coffee i think at that point in time he didn't know she was a girl yet and yeah. he sent her out for coffee and she came back with instant coffee and yes they were like what is this stuff he's like there's like she's like it's instant coffee and they were like and tamaki stopped they're like oh my god wow and tamaki's like i will drink this instant coffee and he does a whole pose and um and then and he's like he's gonna drink the commonest coffee i think that's what he called it and yeah. everyone starts clapping i'm like ooh, and i'm like you've got to be kidding me i'm like seriously <laughs> And then no, I, I love, I love how they call her a commoner and like all like yes. I will dare to drink this commoner's coffee because it means so much to Harui and I'm like, oh my god, this <laughs> is so bad. Oh, when they go to visit her house and they all show up by the house and they're like, oh my god, we thought because he, it was, it's all because he thought she was poor and dying and her house was horrible yeah. and he's so like that's all tamaki he's so spontaneous about crazy shit like he just calls kyoya and says hey let's go to, ta- to harry's house and they show up and the, the hitachi brothers are like oh my god harry's house is so big yeah and um and the neighbors are like rich people rich people and i'm like you've got you are you people stone no 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 i'm just laughing at it like through this entire thing and then this old lady walks up and tamaki he flirts with her he's like oh ma'am and he holds her hand and he does the whole pretty boy thing that he does in the host club and the old lady's like oh i'll bring up some snacks for you guys later and i'm like <laughs> this is so hilarious oh like and then harry he comes she just walks up to him and she's like go home she's like what are you doing here go home and they're like, but Harry, go home. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm, I could watch Orange High School, but I think, and to be honest, Kiki, I've rewatched Orange High School probably about 10 times, which is why I can quote shit from it. I've rewatched that anime so many times. <laughs> well, I can't wait to finish it because from what I've seen so far, I really, really enjoy it. It's very. It, it, it's entertaining to say the least. I, I couldn't find the right word, but entertaining is definitely what captures it. It's great. Oh. It's so great. <laughs> it is. It's just such a good anime. I love. I love that it's so. It's just so hilarious and so. It's funny. It's. It's so romantical in its own way, and it's. Uh. It's just great. It's. A, it's a good anime, and I of course recommend it to you. Of course, I mean I'm the one who watched it ten times, and I'm the one who's recommended listeners that you guys actually listen. Do actually check out this particular anime if you haven't watched it already. If you have watched it already, then that's really great, and I hope you guys, you know. Yeah, I, that's awesome. I hope you watch it a second time or something because it's just really, really nice. A really nice anime. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, 
I think we've reached the end of our of our romantic adventure. What do you think? Oh my goodness, I think we did, and what a great adventure it was! <laughs> it was awkward. It was romantic. It was hopelessly animatic. Oh, I like that. That's our new, <laughs> is that is that our final tagline? <laughs> I, I was perfect. That was perfect. I am gonna write that song. Oh my god, it was yes. awkward. It was romantic. It was hopelessly animatic. Oh my god. <laughs> Q, how awesome are we? <laughs> so awesome! Oh my god, this is so yeah. cool. Guys, let me just explain something to you before we finally bid our farewell. So, Q and I just recently discovered that we both have a love of anime. Okay, which is great. You know, anime is not an uncommon thing to love. But then we realized after having a Skype conversation a week ago about some button smasher stuff that we both are hopeless romantics. <laughs> and so we started talking about anime that's like romantic and all this stuff and all these great themes and we're like oh my goodness wouldn't this make like a great podcast and boom there it is we finally we have a place where we can just discuss all our hopeless romantic animes that we love and we're so excited about it because I don't have a lot of friends that I can just discuss anime with and not just any anime but romantic anime where I'm like but look he hugged her here because because she was afraid <laughs> she was afraid of the dog and he hugged her and it's like oh it's so adorable exactly <laughs> uh, it's just, and that's the next thing too. It's like I can't do the whole, uh, the whole like I do the romantic thing on BSP when I'm talking about because every episode on BSP I, I would recommend a movie and I I always recommend a uh, I always try to recommend at least a romantic movie. Uh, it's normally a movie, not anime though. And I can't really do that with a lot of the other Button Smashers editors because Zach makes fun of me all the time when I do <laughs> he, he always like, he's always like, ah, oh, he was always talking about romantic movies and stuff and he always makes fun of me. And so it's nice that I don't have someone who's going to make fun of me. Of course, Roger doesn't make fun of me. He's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, be, being able to talk about it with someone is different because Roger watches a lot of action movies and, and uh, cool stuff. You know, he watches Skyly movies. Manly and, macho movies. Yeah, mucho manly. Mm. <laughs> and I watch a lot of romantic stuff. I mean, if you watch my Netflix feed, it's just romantic movies. And all my manga on my tablet, most of it is romantic. And <laughs> it's just like... You, you, Honestly speaking, if someone didn't know uh, that, like, for example, if I didn't, like, if I was just a writing writer, like, I just wrote and didn't explain who I was, like, I didn't say that I was a guy, I think people would think I was a girl. <laughs> I think they would, I think they'd be like, oh, this is a girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, no, no questions about it. This is a girl. If I had no pictures online, I just wrote articles and I, and I did, I, I just didn't do podcasts and stuff and you couldn't hear my voice. You'd probably think mm-hmm. I was a girl. Just judging from the stuff that I, that I generally <laughs> like, you know, I like But I think, things. I think it's good. I think it's good that you are okay talking about that stuff. And I think because I feel like in our society, people are so afraid to be more in touch with like their romantic side that when, you know, they're presented with it, they're like, Ooh no, I'm a man. I like cars, and I like, and I like, and I like guns, and I like this. And it's like, well, you—that's great and all, because I like that stuff too. But you know, I do like a good sappy romance where I'm just like, oh my god, just kiss her already, just kiss her. Just I know, her. right? Like that is like, the, it's the, especially the fact that you know the whole sappy like just kiss already. That happens so many times when I'm watching something. I'm just like, what is wrong with you people? Just kiss. Just, just do kiss. It. Just do it. 
I'm like, did you ever see that meme where like it's a stick figure and he's holding two dolls and he's like yes. trying to put together? Mm-hmm. That is like the story yep. of my life. That is that, exactly it. <laughs> that picture is my life because I think about like the animes and the TV shows I watch and I'm like, I'll have my two characters and I'm like, just kiss, just steal it already. Come like, together. Like I'm, I'm, I when when I was reading Hanakimi and they kissed, I was just like, yes. Right? And that happened last night, actually. Uh, it was it last night? No, that was night before when that happened. And I was like, yes, I did a little fist bump in bed. And I was like, right? this is awesome. They kissed. Or like, there's that episode where, um, or not that episode, the chapter. I can't remember where it's at, but it's right towards the end of it. And um, he's like, he's holding her because like she falls or something. I can't remember. And like he leans down because he wants to kiss her, but then he doesn't. Ah, and you're just like, oh, do it! But then he doesn't. Ah, I love it. Need to do it. It's just, it's just that way. And and like Kiki says, it's not that you know. Like for me, I I do have a, I'm like I'm comfortable expressing my my adorableness ishness. I don't know what you want to call it. Call whatever you want. I'm 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 comfortable expressing that side of me. I mean, I grew up with females, so to me, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, showing my interest in things that are you know. I guess predominantly considered uh, female things in in society, things that m- are more feminine, and uh, I, I don't have a problem with it because I mean I just feel I'm comfortable in my masculinity. I am a guy, and I know that, and I and I'm I'm comfortable about that. Like for example, I watch sports. I shout at my, when my favorite team is winning, and I'm totally alpha male. And uh, I like girls, and I and I'm really flirtatious when I'm out and about, and I I can I I, I like to think I'm really good with ladies, so uh, I I get I get around, not like get around that, but I'm like you know I I if you met me in person with me not being me here on the podcast and stuff like that, you'd probably think different stuff. Like one friend described me as a ball. She says I bounce all over the place, and I'm so energetic. <laughs> Uh, so there's that she says I'm all bouncy and uh, the thing is is that one uh, what I like to tell people is that there's always a time and a place for everything so people that know me in different settings know me differently so like yeah. had Kiki and I not had a conversation she probably would not have known this side of me and exactly. uh, and that's because like you know the way in which we related to each other before was completely different so there was no way really unless of course I said something or did something that would have led on to that she wouldn't have had an idea that I was into romantic stuff and for me I didn't have an idea that she was into romantic stuff either because my whole opinion of you before was like oh this is a female act <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and I pretty much am it's just I like being gushy sometimes I can't help it and that's that's how it is that's that's just how it is you know I mean, sometimes you just are and sometimes you just aren't and it's just you gotta know when to be a certain way and when not to be a certain way and uh, I, that's it. Knowing the time and the place for everything—that's the—that's the whole thing. But listeners, we could go on and on forever, chatting, but the podcast would be forever long, and we can't have that. So we're gonna end the podcast now. And if you want some more hopelessly animatic, you know where to find us. Uh, you can find us on the website thebuttonsmashers.com where you can find articles, reviews, other podcasts and all kind of beautiful stuff from Kiki, myself and all the other Button Smashers editors. So go on over, head over, show us some, some romantic love in the website. <laughs> and remember guys, be awkward, be romantic, be hopelessly animatic.